Welcome to episode 19 where I'm interviewing Tatiana Anderson. In this episode, Tatiana and I discuss investing in your children, whether it's time or money, uh, discussing becoming an entrepreneur at a young age, not letting not being 16 years old stop you from starting to make some money of your own and uh, propelling your children in the right direction so they can fulfill their dreams uh, early because it's never too early to start. So please uh, listen in on this episode. I think it will help a lot of parents and a lot of teenagers uh, with some ideas on what to do moving forward. Please visit our site at www.richstateofmind.com where we provide content on real estate, personal finances, and self-development. Share your story and information by posting a blog on our site so that the Rich State of Mind community continues to grow in knowledge. You can also follow our Instagram page at rich underscore state brand to find out about exclusive offers and discount promotions for our apparel. Hey, Tati, thanks for taking the time tonight to uh, doing this episode with me. Hey. So uh, let's uh, <laughs> tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Hi, so my name is Tatiana Anderson. I am 14 years old in the 10th grade. Um, I aspire to be a forensic psychologist and go down that career path with law and figure out crimes and stuff like that. Also, I'm getting into crystals a lot um, of spirituality. Also, I am into these journals that ask me questions about myself and my forethought about memories that I had and really bringing up that past. Um, I have some examples. Um, these burn after reading. And so it's just asking how honest can I be when nobody's watching or, you know, how I am alone. And 2000 questions about me and affirmations that I have day to day and just getting to know myself because a lot of teens struggle with that issue. And I do have parents that I can talk to freely about my feelings and they not bash me. So um, yeah, that helps a lot. Yeah, that's key, you know, cause um, I think anybody, no matter how old you get, it's the comfort in being able to tell somebody about yourself without um, feeling judged or uh, being picked on. Um, I don't think that ever gets old, Tati. So, yeah. and I think also too, it's really good that you're reading the, uh, these type of books at such a young age because even adults have issues with self-reflecting. And so it's good that at this age, you are self-reflecting, learning a little bit or a lot about yourself so that when you are an adult and you do go out into the real world with it, you know, it's cruel. Uh, you know who you are and no matter what nobody tells you, um, you know who you are. So I think that's awesome. So you know how, you know, money, so money's a big thing for us, right? So tell us a little bit about what is financial freedom to you? So financial freedom to me is controlling your money and not letting your money control you. Um, and making money how, how, however makes you happy and being happy with your job that you pick to do. And so what job would make you happy? Um, forensic psychology and learning about the crimes and what made the criminal do the crime and all the background of what they were thinking at that time 
and getting the DNA from the crime scene and all that good stuff to understand all the conflict and the background of the crime and how it was committed. Also, the court and how the criminal would act in court with the defendant and that kind of stuff. Interesting. Okay, so yeah, that's that's good that because a lot of people you don't hear a lot of people talk about forensic psychology. Um, so that's good information for everybody to know. So being that, you know, we talk a lot about financial freedom, what are you doing right now to ensure that you have financial freedom in your near future when you become an adult? So I have an online business on Depop and it's a thrift online store and I make my own products which they are safety pin earrings. So I decorate the safety pin and I add the hoop for the earring and all that other stuff. So I have some examples for us today. And these are Black Lives Matter that got sold, but I had to make more. So these are the Black Lives Matter ones. And also a ghost Tyler Creator color theme. So, yeah. Also, um, I invest in stock. So I have a stock in Apple, Microsoft, Broadway Financial, um, Cryptocurrency, and Tesla. Gotcha. And so um, why did you invest in, in, uh, in a couple of those stocks? What, what made you feel like you should invest in those stocks? So Tesla is always coming out with futuristic features for their cars and I know that will never get old as same with Apple it's always a new new feature new shape new everything with the Apple iPhone also um the Broadway financial was a black black owned bank so we have to always support our community that's important yeah definitely yeah definitely support the black community and I like the fact that you already have a foresight or some forward thinking when it comes to Apple and Tesla. And there's other stocks out there, too, that obviously we can invest in. But I think as, for, as far as a secure bet, um, I think Tesla right now, especially with them coming out with the new battery so that they can make affordable cars. And obviously, Apple is a beast within its own way because um, you bought and you bought stocks pre-split before they did the four-way split. So you're definitely reaping the benefits of that in just a short amount of time. So I can only imagine when you get older, how much you'll uh, reap the benefits of that. So it's a good thing because you don't want to be that person 15 years from now when you're 30. And like, I wish I invested in Apple 15 years ago because there's people saying that now back in 2005. So that's awesome. And then also too, uh, so what do you do with the money that you earn? So when I get the money, I split half of what I get and I put it into a savings that I don't touch at all. So some way of income that I get is babysitting and also um, helping out with the family business as a assistant and helping making schedules, phone calls and everything like that. So when I get that money, I split the whole amount and I put it into a savings. And then you're also Which, um, just want to go ahead. No, sorry, you can go. Oh, I just wanted to make sure that, to add in the plug that you are a certified um, babysitter. Yes. 
through the YMCA and that you are, and for those of you, you know, you can get certified through the YMCA for a hundred dollars a babysitter. And you do also, uh, you charge per kid. Yes. So, um, my out flat rate is twelve fifty, but I do charge extra for each kid, which could be like $5. It all depends how old they are because the less, um, the younger they are, the more attention that they need. So, yeah. All right, so let's let's talk a little bit about that because a lot of people don't. They, this COVID and for one, it's COVID, and for two, you're 14, you're under 16, which is the normal age for most people getting, uh, you know, working at Chick Fil A and stuff like that. And a lot of them feel like I'm below 16, I can't I can't work, so that therefore I can't make any money. So what made you start to want to get creative with trying to find different ways to make money before the age of 16? Like, what was your motivation behind that? So everybody loves money, but money can be evil or good, however you use it. So with me for money, I know that I want to buy clothes. I know I want to go out to the, with, to the movies with my friends or, you know, hang out. So I need that money, but sometimes I feel bad for always asking, like, hey, Ma, can I get some money? Can I get some money to do this with my friends? So I wanted to have that kind of responsibility and get my own money, how um, I like to enjoy. So kids, they're, they're cool. So why not spend my time doing something that I don't mind doing as in spending time with kids and having um, a good time with them. So, and babysitting them. Okay. And so how long do you, do you see yourself doing this all the way until you become a, a forensic psychologist or at some point you want to break off and do something else? So I don't mind doing babysitting at all, but I do know that um, I can have jobs in a other company as in like, I was thinking of a bookstore or uh, arts and crafts place somewhere that I know that I'll enjoy because I don't want to go to work at McDonald's or Walmart or anything and not enjoy it with rude people. <laughs> That's a nice way of saying it. <laughs> All right, so Tati, it sounds like you got a lot of things laid out for you, you know, you've or you've laid it out for yourself, actually, let me correct myself. And you have, a, it sounds like you have a plan set up. And what I like to also say that you've insulated yourself with multiple streams of income. You have the dividends with the stocks, you have Depop, you have babysitting. So you have three streams of income at the age of 14, which I think is awesome. A lot of adults only got one. So you're already on the right track, right? <laughs> so what are your goals for the future? When I think of goals, I'm thinking about what I'm about to accomplish as in short-term goals. So my short-term goals right now are going to summer school this summer and taking the courses that I need to take in order to graduate my junior year as a 16 year old. So any classes that I may need as in economics or anything like that, um, I'll be taking that this summer. So junior year is not a problem for me to graduate early. Also um, goals, my long-term goals is after I do graduate, um, I'm gonna go to a community college specifically Virginia Wesleyan 
Um, but I'm going to go there just to get my general courses down, my main studies, and go to an Ivy League school that I, um, that I know has a good law enforcement background, as in Harvard or UCLA, Princeton, anything like that. Um, that's where I plan to go to after my community college and I am of age to move out of state. And so you're doing all of this early, right? You'll be graduating at the age of 16. You'll be going to college early. And so it sounds to me like your plan is to retire early. Um, at what age, if you could just put a number, yeah. what age What age would you, have, would you like to retire early? So my plan is to retire as old as 30 maximum, but I'm getting more 25, 25. 25, so that's really ambitious, right? And I, I like the fact that you, which is 10 years from now, by the way. So I think that's I think that's definitely possible, especially being that you have the groundwork right now. You understand stocks. You've been reading up on that. You understand what it is to be an entrepreneur by starting off with Depop, right? Especially online, right? So that's something that is not going away in our lifetime, probably. And then you have the daycare um, set up. So academics, obviously, is easy for you. Seems to be like you do that, you do that in your sleep. <laughs> and so, oh, so that's what I meant to bring up, actually. So you going to college, right? Talk about where you're going to live. So because you don't intend to live, you know, with your parents the whole time, right? So what do you, what's your plan? Because we talked about this yeah. a little bit. And it's something that I think teenagers your age so can think about. my plan is, yes, for sure. So the plan is to have am in community college and I'll be having at least two tenants in the house that I'm currently in and then pay mortgage to pay the mortgage off and I'll be getting the rest. Cool. So with that, so how many how many bedrooms do you have will be in that house? There is That's you. three bedrooms and two bathrooms. Three, three bed, three bathrooms, three bedrooms. All right. So being that you will be I was about to say you you are retiring early at the age of twenty five. That's your goal. But being that you will be going to college um, at an early age and will basically be a sophomore in college by the time you're eighteen. Tell us about your goals as far as living independently at the age 18? The plan is to live where I'm living now and have two other tenants run out the rooms in this house. So they pay the mortgage and whatever money is left over, I'll get the profit to fixings or money in my pocket. Awesome. So for those of you that don't know, that's house hacking. And so a lot of college students, if they are in a fortunate to be in a position like Tatiana, where they can have a, a property at the age of 18, um, they can house hack to be able to have less expenses. That way they can only focus on the other, you know, expenses of a, of a college student. A lot of college students live on campus or their parents pay rent uh, for them to live out in town. Uh, what Tati's going to be able to do is to pretty much eradicate you know your parents paying for you to live on campus and you just stay in the local area at least for the first two years which 
two years is still two years being able to save money and make a profit. So that would be income stream number four at the age of 18, not including what you may figure out between now and 18 years old. So three years to still figure out other ways. I think that's pretty a pretty good head start. And I just don't want people to think that age can really stop them from really being able to make some type of money. I'm not saying you, you got to become a millionaire at the age of 13 or 17 years old, but you just having the, the idea and the concept down pack now and you having the support system of your parents, I think is what a lot of teenagers need. And, um, and especially being that there's so many capable individuals that all they need is the, the investment, right? The parents investing into them, whether it's money or time and the exposure to have the thought, the thought, even the thought of, Hey, you know, I could do make money on Depop. I could let my parents invest a hundred dollars into me for my babysitting certification so that I can make money. And if the parent want to want you to pay them back off your first hundred dollars and so be it, but at least you were, you were invested in. And then from now on, yeah, you can make your own money from that. And there's tons of ways, obviously you can advertise yourself on babysitting. There's like an app and you have Craigslist, you have a bunch of, bunch of things that can go from that. So, so with you making the money that you make, you have some type of budget or you've at least been able to learn about what a budget is. So uh, just explain to everybody um, what is your thought process when it comes to budgeting and the money that you receive? Yes, so my experience with budgeting is a lot from seeing my parents' budget and I'm always usually there when they do. So they show me each step that they're um, doing and what they're doing. So basically the um, process is listing everything down. Well, first paying yourself and listing all the expenses that you have, including gas, grooming, um, bills, anything, and listing all of those prices, adding it all up and seeing how, many, how much you have left to either put in a savings or an emergency fund or in, a, in your pocket to um, save or spend your money wisely out of your income. So when it comes to budgeting, right? So I want you to think about, think about how it will pertain towards you when you live on your own. Cause like you said, in, early in this episode, you'll be house hacking at the age of 18. And so you'll be writing down your own budget. So how about this? All that, all the hair products that you use, right? So now that's going to be a part of your budget. Groceries, you don't eat that much. So your grocery bill be kind of low. So you don't have to worry about that, right? Too much. <laughs> but you'll have a car, right? You'll have gas. You'll have your car insurance. Hey, speaking of speaking of car, what's your plans for a car? Because you'll be able to drive in about two years, year and a half. Yes. So the that goes back to what um, I was saving. So the amount that I get, that I, the amount that I receive, that I save. I'll be using half of that or half of the price of the car that I'll get and putting that towards the car and my parents come up with the other half. So that was kind of an agreement that we both had as in, hey, you are getting this money and you are putting it aside, but you need something that you're putting it to because you don't just want to save money and not know what you're saving it for. So my um, idea was to save the money to buy the car or have. Yes. 
And I, and I agree with that thought process as far as uh, your parents matching you in what you provide and what able to bring to the table. Because for one, it shows me how bad you want the car, right? So if you can scrape up two grand, you know, okay, we'll meet you with, with the other two grand. Okay, you get a $4,000 car. That's a decent car. And obviously, you know, parents, we're not going to let you fall, you know, fall on your face. If a $4,000 car means it needs some work, we'll get, you know, we'll make sure the work gets done. But it, it shows the, it'll make you more appreciative of what you are driving because you bust your behind to at least pay for half of it. And that goes a long way. Definitely goes a long way. How You ever see somebody, um, how when they have something for free, how they treat it versus them working for it? That's mine. No, you know? Yeah. Versus, oh, oh it broke. <laughs> right, I'll just get another one, right? And so I, I think that's going to be a big step for you as far as responsibilities, right? Because you got this two ton vehicle that you'll be driving that you pay for, you know, you'll have your car insurance, obviously your gas, you the monitor. You're going to have your friends talking about, Hey, come across town. And you'd be like, uh, gas, uh, I need to make sure I got enough gas to get to school mm. or, <laughs> or to work. So I think, I think that part is going to be pretty cool. Tati. <laughs> If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast because it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other outlets. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And thank you for listening my understanding that you just recently got a debit card so explain to me about what that means to you right because you was definitely cheesing when you got it and um (laughs) (laughs) so yeah just explain to us explain us what what that means to you and and what do you think do you think how you spend your money now uh will dictate your future and how you spend it later swiping that for sure it it does so I got my debit card thinking like, yes, I finally have money to spend. Like I'm gonna get all the money in the world, just whatever. Little did I know that um, the only money that I was getting on my debit card was money that was in the budget for me for clothes. So I was totally fine with that as long as I had some money to swipe my card and look cute with. So when I get my money, I barely buy them clothes. I usually buy it on um, my hamster, and I get, <laughs> I get anything that I see. So with me, it does predict I do need to work on, you know, spending money less frivolously and actually buy stuff that I need because I don't need half the stuff I get. But it's the I want moment that I have, that I tend to have. But I do need to work on, um, you know, actually, I'm not making a budget now because I only have $100. So it's not much to make a budget out of that. But I do need to actually spend the money what it is for. And if I do have anything left over, spend it on anything else that I do want. So I think a, a few things that you're identifying very early is that for one, you saw how fast when you 
went and shopping at the outlet, you saw how fast that money went away, right? Very quickly, you could spend hundreds of dollars in like 30 minutes. <laughs> and so I think when, so the way, so here's the thing, right? When it comes to cash, having cash, and when it comes to having a card, you are more emotionally attached to a dollar bill spending it. How many times you heard somebody say they want to break a hundred? You know, I want to break a 20. When you swipe that card, it's like, oh, you know, it's just like, all right, wing, 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 the whole time. And before you know it, it's no more money. And so that's one thing I think you learned. I think another thing that you learned too is that it's it's kind of like a it's kind of addictive, right? It's very, it makes you feel good. Like being able to swipe yeah. that card and being able to buy things for yourself, right? And that's that type of you can get addictive or really, really want that feeling, no matter what your financial situation is. Even if you know you only got five dollars left, if it just means that you buy a four dollar four dollar ninety-nine cent king size Snickers bar, because that's gonna make you feel right now, even though you know you're supposed to have to save that five dollars for gas. But yeah, I think I, I think it's good to learn this stuff now. So that when you are an adult, you got all that impulse buying uh, out the way, kind of, you, you, you're able to identify, all right, this is definitely an impulse buy. I don't need any of this stuff. I need to make sure I get, you know, air in my tires or new tires. Yeah, it is also a thing. Um, it's, it does make anybody happy just to get that piece of plastic and it meeting a lot because it's that feeling of, independency and you know you feel like you can just do whatever whatever and spend it with whatever and you see this and you're like I have the money for it I could just swipe my card and so yeah um I definitely learned that and I'm seeing that a lot now even with me just asking my mom like hey like I don't have enough money on my card so can you just buy this for me and she's like well you should spend it what I told you to spend it for and that's just your way of learning so it is um it is a lot of learning and responsibility and it just takes time for you to actually see like and realize it yes and so a little bit on so you have your set amount of money right that you earn for your clothing allowance that's, that's on your debit card and so when it comes to making decisions on what you buy let's just say you have Let's just say you did spend it only on clothing. Mm-hmm. You, what is your thought process when you buy those, cl- when you buy the clothes? Cause you only have a hundred dollars. So do you say, Hey, I got $20 to spend on a shirt. I got $30 to spend on some pants. And then that leaves me with $50 to buy some shoes. Like, how do you, what is your thought process on that? You breaking down that hundred dollars to stretch it as much as possible. So I usually base it off of what I need most. Do I need shoes most? Do I need pants, shirts, or anything? So it's really based off of that. Usually, most of the times I do buy shirts. I don't really buy a lot of shoes unless I actually need it. But it's mostly spent on shirts and pants because that's really what I most care about. My shoes, they don't, they're not... they don't show that I've had them for a while. So it's not really my importance. Yeah. And so what you're doing, what you're describing is, you know, emotional spending, impulse spending, and you're, you're fine tuning that. And the good part is you're able to recognize that right now. You, you see that at the age of 14, I'm making 
you know, judgment calls with my money, that isn't the best. And so clearly, you know, you have the safety net, which is your parents to ensure that you don't do, you know, go too crazy. Um, and they, obviously you're still taken care mm -hmm. of, right? <laughs> so it, it's great. And that's what I'm talking about as far as investing in your children and whether it's time and money to explain these concepts to you, uh, to your ch young children, because I'd rather you make a hundred dollar mistake now at 14 that obviously we, you know, we could survive from versus, you know, you're 25 and you make a $10,000 mistake and next thing you know, your car is getting repossessed. And so that's, that's the plan. Right. And it's not just so much. I think a lot of times, you know, as parents, we may focus on a kid on our kids growing up. Hey, just go to be a good kid in school and don't get, you know, don't get in trouble and, you know, respect us. Right. But being mm -hmm. that school does not teach you how to spend money, how to deal with impulse buying, how to not be such a, a consumer, how to save, how to invest. I think that that is what we are just taught and raised to be just to get a job versus knowing what to do after we get the paycheck from that job. So I think, Tati, you, you're going to have that down pat pretty well when you go into the real world, as like we like to say. And uh, I think the the any stressors or anxiety that you may have about the world as far as an adult you'll it'll be easy peasy by the time you're in the you know by the time you're living on your own and you get that you actually have a great transition that i think some parents will listen to you have a great transition that where you will you will be house hacking while you're in college nearby your parents right so you know just in case something's crazy not too far down the road but you'll be able to house hack make some money on the side figure life out on your own you know nobody well nobody wakes you up right now but obviously cooking for yourself every day making sure the house is clean all that jazz make sure the utility bills is covered all that and also too you're gonna throughout time your stocks are still building yes it is all um i do realize because a lot of people tell me you are learning everything at a young age and it's good that you're learning this at a young age. And I get told a lot of that by my parents. Like I didn't know this when I was growing up and I didn't have this. So my parents didn't inform me about this stuff or how to save or how to budget or what to spend your money on and things like that. And it does mean a lot to me that I am grateful for having these influencers in my life and telling me how to how to spend my money and what to do with it and so it is important to me and it's it shows um day by day like how i am affected by it and it's it is important because we don't get teach, taught this in school which i think is crazy because a lot of people go into that outside world and they don't even know where to start so it is important especially in this generation because there are a lot of entrepreneurs and people that are trying to find other creative ways to get their money. And they started from the bottom. I started off of um, the support of my parents and them learning and teaching it to me. So I won't have to be clueless when I go out in the outside world and have a stable platform to bounce back off if I do need help or support or anything like that so the cool thing about generations right so your parents what your parents is doing for you you'll probably be able to do 10 times more uh for your children 
so that, you know, whatever you may have experienced that maybe we could have did better from um, or your parents could have did better from you, you're like, okay, I like what they did. This is how I'm gonna kind of tweak it a bit because I'm gonna, you know, reverse engineering and make it a bit better so that my, my children can uh, benefit even more. And it, it goes so on and so on and so on. And so I, I, as long as in anything, right, as long as you buy in and you're able to see the vision, then it's, it's pretty limitless as, as long as you believe that you can do it. And, you know, selling earrings is not your passion, right? Stocks is not your passion, but you recognize the potential in it, the freedom in it. And so that's, and so that's what's amazing about it. At, at this young age, you know, you're mature enough to say, okay, yeah, like, do I want to make earrings for a living? No, I want to be a forensic psychologist. But do I see the value in it? Do I see the value in stocks? Do I see the value and the benefits in house hacking my own property? Yes. And so I'm going to take advantage of those loopholes or, or any uh, ways that are any strategies that will give me the edge so that I can be obviously closer to retiring at the age of 25, which I very, I look, look forward to seeing that happen because uh, nobody in your family has been able to do that. Right. No, it, um, no, but I was, my mom and, well, her mainly, she was always, like, into criminal or lawyer type things. And um, I think it really got based off of watching those criminal shows with her. And, you know, even though it was a lot to see because I was at a young age, it was, you know, it didn't trigger me like how it would trigger me to see any crimes that are happening this present so I think that's where my passion got off of and what you were saying about um you know earrings not being my passion is totally it's true that's what it bounces back off to um off of you asking me about my financial freedom and me saying making money, what you're, how, however you're passionate about, and no earrings is you're making earrings is not my passion, but it does reflect off of my creativity, and however I'm decorating it or the colors that I use, so that bounces off my creative mind part. But the psychology, that's what I mainly want to focus because. The forensics part is the science and the chemistry and the DNA, which is very interesting to me because it's not talked about a lot. And the psychology part, I love getting to know somebody by just seeing how they talk or what they wear or how they do their makeup. And that's very interesting to just dial dialogue a person by their character characteristics and personality so it digs deeper into the crime and the drastic part of the criminal and it bounces back off of their past or if they were abused or assaulted or anything like that and it, it it clearly explains to you and it gives you a solid reason other than assuming this person did it because of this it gives you a proof and a good example based off the science and the psychological realm. 
So <laughs> that's a great explanation because I think, like I was saying, I, I think I don't think a lot of people have heard much about what a forensic psychologist is. And I think if uh, if I was to think about one, it'd be that girl of S, uh, CSI with the uh, pigtails and the black yeah. nails. Like I think that's the first person the that DNA comes to mind. Analyst. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. That's the closest I could think of. And for uh, any nerds, uh, the um, Barry Allen, the Flash is also, I think, a forensic sci- scientist or psychologist. Yeah. I know it gets pretty, there's different branches of it when it comes to forensics. That part I do know. Mm-hmm. So to top it all off, yeah. Tati, what do you consider your rich state of mind? My rich state of mind is planning everything and using all my resources and my outlets that I have today and taking that all with me to my adult life and me getting my own house and my career and my money and my budgeting, taking that with me and using it to my best ability to have that comfortable lifestyle and to retire early and get the money that I want to and saving it up so I can have my dream come true as to going to Asia and having that Chinese street food and having that freedom, that that financial freedom and using it to have the best life that I want to have. Awesome. So Tati, I appreciate you doing this with me. Um, I know that uh, a lot of it is pretty, a lot of the conversation is a lot about your future and, uh, because what you're doing right now is going to affect your future. And I think you have such a very bright one and <laughs> I'm smiling and I'm really, pr- I'm really proud of you because I think that you've, you've definitely honed in a lot of the philosophies, thought processing that a lot of adults can't grasp. So I hope that, you know, with raising, me raising junior, right. I hope that I'm able to instill, you know, those things click with him and he can grasp it as well, because I think you'll see as you get older, Tati, you will start to branch off from a lot of your peers and you will see the life that they live. And you're going to be like, Oh, I'm glad I made the decisions that I made. And you will actually have enough prosperity and time to put back into your community and into your friends if they're receptive. Right. Cause some people, they just, you know, they're just difficult. Right. So <laughs> yeah. thank you again, Tati. And uh, talk to you, you later.